Hey ladies, welcome to the Peace in the Middle podcast, a platform that provides clarity, insight, and growth to leaders worldwide through practical application in the Christian faith. My name is Wakia, and I'm your host. All righty, ladies, let's get into it. We're going to continue discussing Charlemagne of God's book, Shook One. We're moving on to chapter three, which is Black Annoyed. And as promised, my special guests are back, Tashika Little and Fatima Farmer. Ladies, welcome to the middle. And we're gonna we're gonna go into this we're gonna go into this Black Annoyed chapter, and we're going to because um, he talks about a lot of different stuff in here. This this chapter right here is really. Um, deep because he talks a lot about racism. He talks about um, colorism. He talks about, you know, just different, you know, having anxiety just by being black. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just being black is enough. It was what he's saying um, in this chapter. So I would like to welcome Tashika and Fatima to the middle. How y'all doing? Hey, hello. Hey. <laughs> um, ladies, ladies. So, did y'all get a chance to finish the chapter? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, we're going to start, you know, last week, I know we sort of just um, free-floated a little bit. Um, and this week, we're going to do, we, we're sort of going to do a little, a little bit more structure, just because it was so much in that chapter, and I want to make sure that I sort of touch on a little bit of everything, because mm-hmm. he had a lot to say. And a lot of the stuff he had to say initially when the trapper first starts talking out, like he's talking about you know, um, still selling drugs and doing these kind of things. At first I was like, well, I can't really relate what he talk about. You know, his <laughs> PTSD is like right. in, smoking all this weed and all this kind of stuff. Um, I was thinking, you know, I just could not, re- you know, initially I was like, I can't relate. But obviously as he started going deeper into it, the fact that what I got from it was basically saying, you know, just having a self, just being black in America, you can have, you know, you can have a touch of PTSD just for the different things that you've actually lived through, mm-hmm. you know? So, um, I had a couple of, I, I was thinking about this and he was just talking about the, the impact of slavery on black America um, and how I found very interesting how he led with facts about how the Holy, the Holy, um, what is Holocaust um, survivors, mm-hmm. their children had little touches of um, trauma passed through, passed on to them, you know, mm-hmm. just, you know, you know, hereditary. I'm just like, what mm-hmm. is happening right now? Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking, if they can have that, surely black people got to have a little something. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? In us, um, <laughs> just from just living life, you know, through this time. And as, as we started going more and more into this chapter, you know, he would pick up different things. And I was like, oh, wow, you know, I can understand where you have a little anxiety Mm-hmm. Um, from that, where that fight or flight response sort of comes up, and when you start to feel some kind of way, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And so, I think I'm going to sort of jump around. I'm going to jump to like my first question here, and I think one of the big things was he talks about how he feels. I think a situation that we can all relate to is when that when you're driving down the street and the police pull you over. Mm-hmm. We've all been in that experience when police pull us over, or you know, or been with somebody when you got pulled over. So I guess my question is, does that bring something up in you, or do you feel some kind of way, or do you experience any 
any issues, you know, some kind of like, you know, heartbeating moment when you get pulled over by the cops? I would say definitely, you know, you're going to feel some heartbeating moments. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but I don't, I don't fear dying. I can tell you that. And I think that's probably the main difference. Like, I fear getting the ticket, but my fear stems more from this ticket finna cost me X amount of money because automatically I'm gonna have to pay these court costs and blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. But my, my stuff comes from that. I don't fear going to jail or anything like that because the first thing in my mind is that I don't know about nothing. I don't know tickets. I don't got no warrants or anything like that so i don't think jail and i don't think death thank you jesus i appreciate that so i i, I could understand where he's coming from but no i personally don't experience that kind of trauma whenever the police pull me over and i've had several tickets unfortunately i think for me I, this, this whole chapter was triggering. Like I was just triggered. I was like irritated. I was looking at people sideways on my way to work. I was like, maybe I shouldn't have listened to this right now. But, um, I definitely can relate. And I won't say so much with like getting pulled over, but just the interaction with cops in general, because I work in Manhattan, right? So there's always, police officers like in central locations I work in a very central location so there's always police officers and I'm talking about like armed and ready with huge guns like four or five of them just like it's like this intimidation factor so when he was describing his experience driving that's more so what came to mind to me I do feel it when I'm driving you know if I see a cop behind me I'm kind of like okay is everything okay and then I kind of just let it go but I feel that anxiety on a daily basis when I see cops, because um, I think what he talked about in this chapter of how we, images of seeing people that look like us being murdered by people that are supposed to protect us on a daily basis, like seeing that like is normal, it it really does cause a lot of trauma. And I think think a lot of times we don't, we, a, a lot of times as a community, there's outrage expressed, but not a lot of conversations around the trauma that that caused. Yes. So when he said it, I was like, wow, you know, I am experiencing trauma for this. And I hadn't even, exactly. hadn't even noticed. But every time when I'm in one of those areas where there's cops with all these guns, I feel my body tense up. I look at them and I'm like, oh gosh, like I know they're here to protect us, but I don't feel protected. I feel uncomfortable by their presence because I know that at any moment, if something was to go wrong, my life wouldn't matter to them. At least not because to the level where I want to. Images. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, if I'm, I'm so used to seeing images of people that look like me just, like, slaughtered like animals for no reason that it's like, I don't feel protected when I see that type of a presence. I feel very uncomfortable. I feel my body, like, in fight or flight mode. I feel myself getting tense. I feel myself feeling anxious. Like, it's it's not pleasant. And it's it's sad that that's a reality, but I'm glad that he talked about it because I know that that's a reality for a lot of people. And, and so I would say, I, I, I would say that I don't necessarily feel it. I, I definitely understand what you're saying, Tima, and I definitely can relate to what you're saying, Chica. I think 
as a woman, if if a cop comes behind me and pulls me over, Wakia, I'm not as I feel a little kind of way because obviously this is a you know an authority figure, and obviously just like you said, Tima, he should be here to help me. But I don't really know what he's thinking at this moment, so you know I'm trying to figure out what I'm doing with my, you know, get my um, documents together. You know, you, you know I'm trying to drive to a place where it's lit. I'm trying to drive slide mm. to a spot where there's a little bit more traffic. <laughs> but you know when I really felt that when he was talking, not me necessarily, but I got a 12, 25 year old son. Mm-hmm. The thought of my 25 year old son though being pulled over, mm-hmm. even right now, makes something pull go in my stomach. Like right now my stomach starts to like not up. Just the thought of him being pulled over. You know what I'm saying? Cause I'm like, oh my goodness gracious, have I, have I properly instructed him to, you know, how are you talking to these officers and what are you saying? And are, do you have your stuff in the right way? You don't have your stuff in a location where you can pull it out. And are you, are you talking to him, let him know your movements? So while, while I may not feel that sense of anxiety for me personally, but the thought of a cop pulled over my young end though, that changes my whole game for me like that changes everything that um everything that he was saying this in his book at that point i could feel all that sitting Mm -hmm. in my desk safe and secure i could feel all that though you know what i'm saying absolutely and that's unfortunate and you know and i had this conversation with i have a neighbor her husband is we had this conversation when all this stuff was really going on she's a white woman and we're really we're, we're cool like we're we're okay you know we're okay and i remember Obviously, she has a stance on it. I have a stance on it. And I remember one day we went for a walk. And I remember saying to her, and she was like, well, she said, I think sometimes, you know, you might be overacting. You know, no, I think sometimes we might be overreaching. And I asked her, I said, how many black friends you got? <laughs> she said, well, I have another one. I said, what'd she say? She said, she sounds just like you. And I told her, I said, see, and I, I said, but the thing, the problem is, is that you are never going to have to have this conversation with your son. How to behave mm-hmm. when you are pulled over. Mm-hmm. I have had to have that conversation with my son. We've had to practice it in this house. And now I've had to constantly go over his over with him over and over. That listen, this world don't love you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And while these people should should be here to help you, they are just people. And so unfortunately, when they make a when I make a mistake, it's a typo. When they make a mistake, they cost a lot. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I can re- erase mm-hmm. my mistake easily. They can't re- erase theirs. And so while I give I realize that all cops are not bad, so I don't want to generalize or globalize any statements here. But let's just face it, face it, people, there are some cops that are bad, that are in places of authority, because absolute power corrupts absolutely. That is a fact. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it is what it is. And I think, I think and, I, and I'm so happy that he brought it up, but I agree with you. I agree with you, Tima. This whole chapter, honey, this conversation tonight is going to be different, because it is, this whole chapter, <laughs> This old chap to have you in your feelings, like this old chap is like you. Yeah. <laughs> it's like watching. It's, 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 it's like watching roots, like the whole thing of roots. You just be like in your feelings when it's over. Right. You want to be in your feelings. You want to be in your feelings. Like you want to be. You want to be kubaya. You want to be praying, Lord Jesus, let us all be together, Lord. Help me. Love that brother and myself. You know what I'm saying? But you be like, listen. These jokers right here, though. Let's talk about what happened. Like, let's, let's not try to pretend like it didn't happen. That's what gets me. And that's what I was trying to talk to my neighbor about. What's bothering me about the situation more than anything else is just let's admit that it happens. Let's just have an honest conversation. Well, you don't it's even want to admit that it's not it happening to her. That's the issue. That's because it's exactly. not happening to her. It's really hard Agreed. for people to see things when it's not happening to you. It doesn't affect you. It doesn't affect her at all. So of course she doesn't Agreed. see it as a problem. But that's the crazy thing, because I, I agree with what you were saying. 
especially about for your children. I have a young daughter who is driving, who is three hours away from home. I have a son who's going to be driving soon. And you know, girl, I got to work on that mug mouth on a daily basis. So those are definitely things that have me concerned as far as just living, just just normal everyday activity. Right. Yeah, so whew, I tell you, see, you see, first question. See how we act in the first question? I'm gonna need y'all to calm down. I'm gonna need y'all to calm down. <laughs> um, so, okay, so I want to talk about, so we're gonna keep on with this whole uh, racism subject here. So, you know, in a book where he talk about misrespected white supremacists. Love that name, by the way. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I ain't gonna call that girl that lady, that lady, Mrs. Speckles, white supremacist. Yeah, she's she funny. funny. That made me angry. That oh, I got angry. My goodness. You know what mm. I'm saying? Mm. So, you know, and so she just had like, you know, he, she just had like this, you know, this, Obviously, she was racist. Well, she had racist tendencies, and she had like these biases. You know, just these biases, because it wasn't just a, it wasn't just against black people. Because remember, he calls out that black boy who was poor, but then he calls out that girl who, who, who I don't think she was, um, black, I don't think yeah. she was, um, black. She don't think she was black. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So mm-hmm. she just had like these, bi- these, these uh, biases against people who didn't necessarily look like her. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so. Mm. I think that it's so crazy because, you know, but I think that, and, and even as I was listening to his book, because, you know, I'm always trying my best to be fair. The very minimum, I want to at least be accused of being nothing but fair. So even mm. as I'm looking to listen to his book, I'm like, you know, we all have biases. Like, we all have them. You know what I'm saying? That some of them obviously are grown, are homegrown and, and taught and learned. But we all have these, you know, these biases just running through us, right? And so mm. as I was listening to him describe the teacher... Um, I was like, wow, you know, she was just blatant with hers and she was just real rude with hers. So she was a little bit more upfront. But then you know how when he goes right into the next thing and he starts talking about how, um, how, you know, you walk into like a store, you walk somewhere mm-hmm. and, you know, like, and, then, and there's this, um, you know, you, between overt and covert biases, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or racism. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And we've yep. all experienced that. Like, that is something that we mm-hmm. have all experienced where, mm, you know, just because of the fact that I'm, <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and you know, and then I'm thinking, are we just being too, you know, because the first thing white people will say, or some, first time, first thing another group of people will say, another group of folks will say, who are not black, who are not going through legal, first thing I, I've heard them say, because I've had this conversation on several occasions, are you being too sensitive? Maybe you're just being too sensitive. That lady ain't really looking at you like you're stealing something. Why you just gotta naturally assume that she's mm-hmm. that you're stealing something? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a hard one, you know, though. That's a hard one, it's though. It's a hard one. It's hard. And that's, what, that's when your bias rolls up. Are we being biased? Are we being are biased? Are we being biased? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's exactly right. Like, because it gets tricky. It gets tricky. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it gets really, really tricky when you're trying to figure out when you walk into a store or you walk into an organization and mm. you're like, mm, mm. I don't mm. know. Or like, you mm. know, the thing I, is, you know what the thing is though? We have we um the thing is we pay attention though. So that's yeah. the problem. So 
Are we paying attention? Are we, we can actually call it bias, we but we, you know what it is. We are people who struggle with respect. And this is the mm. thing. Because we demand respect in everything we do, because we give respect in everything we do, we expect respect in everything mm -hmm. we do. So with that being said, whenever you go into a store and someone, and let's be for real, you know people be following you, this is not a game. Sometimes they, they do that. So you go into a store and you're not treated the way you feel, or classic, and I'll go on this, and some people have told me it's because it's a cultural thing, but I'm gonna tell you about this anyway. So I go to this Chinese restaurant, and I'm at the counter ready to place my order, um, and a guy walks in, a white man walks in after me, and she asks this white, mind you, she has not even spoken to me, and I am standing at the counter in her face, has not even spoken to me. This white man walks in and walks up to the counter, and she asked him, did you order a takeout? And he said, yes, I'm coming to pick up a takeout. And she helps him prior to opening her mouth to even speak to me. Let me just say this. Needless to say, I left. Let me tell you something about Tashika. I will not spend my hard-earned money in a location where I feel like I am being disrespected. I will not do that. And mind you, once again, perception. She could have done that because she knew that it would only take a few minutes to help him because he's getting a takeout. It's already ready. That is totally what could have happened. But when mm -hmm. she did not address me, and she did not say to me, do you mind? First of all, hello. Can I get a hello? First of all. But when she does not even say to me, do you mind if I take care of his takeout first? To me, mm -hmm. that is just ridiculous. You will not disrespect me like that. Walk right out. Not even. No, ma'am. He could have been, I don't care. He could have been whoever. He could have been Trump that walked in after me. Or he could have been another black person. It could have been anybody, but to me, you you will not disrespect me like that. I think it just amped up my ampness at the time because it was a white man that came in after me. <laughs> but mm -hmm. so you started off, you started like, off in some kind of way. Thank you. I was I said, who goes into somebody's establishment and you do not speak to the patron that comes up to you and is standing right in front of you? Who does that? So, so I think I think that scenario is valid. But you know how he talks about in the in the book, and he says, um, but well, even in that scenario where he was talking about the guy who was saying that he was sort of wrong in the store, saying similar situation, and how mm -hmm. he was like, well, maybe maybe because I was dressed a certain way or whatever. But mm -hmm. how do y'all feel if you walk into an organization and you're the minority in that organization? Like he said about that, like that he was talking about that restaurant. Yeah. Remember he was talking about the, mm -hmm. the barking joint, and he said, "Listen, it's seventy-five to two. I ain't gonna put us in that situation. We, we just gonna put ourselves in that situation." You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> I mean, so how do you feel when you walk into a, 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 an area? And, I, and I, I'm just bringing this up because I want us to think about our own biases. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. How do you feel when you walk into an organization and you're the only minority there? Mm -hmm. Seema, Seema, what you got? 
Well, I definitely experienced that, like, in, I want to say, probably 75% of the settings that I'm in, like, and on a weekly, on a weekly basis, where I walk into the space and I'm the only person of color there, usually the only woman of color, especially. And um, I think in some some spaces, I definitely feel a lot more sensitive to it, where I feel as if I'm like being watched or I'm being judged. And there's other spaces where I don't feel that way. Like when I'm at work, for example, I'm usually like one of the only women of color in like meetings and like just in certain atmospheres. And I don't feel that way. So I think it's like, you know, he made that joke about uh, when he was working somewhere and, and a white person came up to him and said, hey, just so you know, like, I'm not like those other white people. And I won't say exactly what he said, yeah. but uh-huh. something right, along right, those right, right, right. When yeah. he said that, it was like, it kind of reminded me of, I don't, I don't, like, no one has ever been that bold to say it like that, but yeah. I've definitely been in environments where it's like, everyone's welcomed here, you know, they make that very clear from the door, and I appreciate that, and I think it helps in those situations, but in situations where, say, I'm walking into a store, or even just in the neighborhood that we live in, like, it's a predominant, it's a neighborhood that is, I don't think there's any Black people, like, in this neighborhood, and when I do see a black person, I'm always like, oh, there's another black person that lives around here, but it's like rare. <laughs> so like just me doing my regular everyday things, like getting in my car and like taking out the trash. just like, I just feel like it's like people are watching sometimes. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, initially that used to bother me a lot, like a lot, a lot. But now I've just gotten to the point where he mentioned something in a chapter where he said like, not turning down your blackness and I think that this has taught me a valuable lesson in that where I'm just like and not even just this but work situations a lot of situations combined but I feel like it's it's fully manifested in this experience of where I'm living where I'm just like I don't care like I walk outside and if I feel like people are, are watching me because I look different I literally just smile and say hello like I like almost force them to like acknowledge me I'm like they're gonna look like you're gonna speak like you're not just gonna stare at me I'll say something mm-hmm. um or you know I'll just continue to do whatever I'm doing but I don't I don't turn it down I if anything I feel like I almost turn it up I'm like okay you're watching because you're a treat so let me show you this black girl magic in full effect <laughs> let me give you an air flip <laughs> like right. let me allow the sun to just glisten on this melanin so that you can appreciate it even more <laughs> right <laughs> like I really just have that moment of just like okay and sometimes you know I I do a lot of like talk in my mind in those moments where I'm like am I being too sensitive and I'll literally say like I'll literally say this sometimes you know if I were someone else or not a person of color I would probably stare too because we're beautiful like look at us look at our skin look at our hair like look at our bodies like I literally remind myself that that sometimes yeah Mm -hmm. I'm like like I would be fascinated too so yes Mm -hmm. they may be staring they may be wondering they may be thinking negative things or they may be thinking positive things. Like you never know. So I try, I have been trying to just be mindful of the conversations that I'm having with myself about Mm -hmm. how people are perceiving me and also kind of challenging myself of like, um, if this person was not white, if they were a person of color, would I still be offended by whatever they just did? Mm 
Mm-hmm. And that's something that kind of helps me in those moments where I'm like, all right, this time you were just overreacting. And other times I'm like, yep, I will react the same way <laughs> because that was disrespectful. <laughs> so I, mean, I think it's like, you can't, you can't ignore myself. You just can't ignore. Right. You know? <laughs> right. Exactly. But I, I've been finding, like, giving myself the space to, like, feel what I'm feeling, you know? Like, if, if something negative happened with a person that wasn't of color and they made me feel a certain way, like, I'm just, like, I'm allowed to be upset about this. Like, I'm totally allowed. But then also checking myself when I was, you know, being overly sensitive about a situation. Mm-hmm. Agree. I'm very conscious of that as well. I, I try my best to always think about... And I'm like you. I would go out of my way really to speak just because of the fact that I want to put you in a place where so you just gonna you gonna see me and you just not gonna speak. Nah, we ain't doing that. Right. I'm gonna say something. <laughs> I want to at least be known. I, I said, hey, and you ain't say nothing. So you gonna have to constantly right. look at me and ignore me. That's what I'm asking. Mm-hmm. And right. but I also think too, if you're looking, if anything, I'm I'm constantly saying to myself, you know what? This is me, and you have a right to be in this space. You have a right. Mm-hmm. You have earned this space. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Um. And it's okay. And, you know, and, and I always have to remember, too, and I always say to myself, is that, you know, if I left it up to you, I wouldn't be any, in, I wouldn't be here anyway. But God, mm. God said I would be here. So I'm here. You know what I'm saying? But God, yeah. if you don't like me here, go talk to my boss. Because he said it's all right. right. <laughs> so I'm going to be right here. My boss said, go talk, to my, go, go talk to my creator. He said it was all right for me to be in this space. And so, but I think I always try my best to, to always be mindful of me being super sensitive, you know, me being, cause I'm, and I guess my thing is, cause if we be truthful, the way his father spoke in his book, like the way he would say his father called white people, you know what I'm saying? You cannot mm-hmm. grow up in that type of environment and we're all from country. So we know we got mm-hmm. aunties and grandparents that feel a Ooh. certain way. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So they talk yeah. a certain way. So we grew up hearing the kind of language that he said on his side just like I'm sure white people grew up hearing the other side of that language you see what I'm saying mm-hmm. so we've all been we all grew up a certain way and sort of have some kind of conditioning now while we've all tried to elevate ourselves and try to well I'm gonna say us feeling this phone have tried to elevate ourselves to get above that you know what I'm saying and not really weigh into that because we're all in corporate America so we all try our best to play you know but mm-hmm. I think it would be unfair and unfortunate for us to think that we all don't have biases because that that's the thing you see what I'm saying? Like that is a right. thing. We Absolutely. automatically think a certain Absolutely. way. Yeah. And so, yeah, so she can. This yeah. next question, ma'am, is for you. This one is for you. <laughs> and the next section we go into is racial profiling. Now, this thing with racial profiling was very mm-hmm. interesting because the very first thing he said is, "Oh, we moved into a nice area in Teaneck, New Jersey, and you know what was really nice about it? It wasn't the fact that the homes was good. It wasn't because of the fact that the schools was good." <laughs> You know what yep. I'm saying? Yep. It was because there were no black people around. You know what I mean? Exactly. That is not mm-hmm. a problem. There were no black people. <laughs> you know what? There were no black people around. We racial profiled our own people. You know Damn. what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I guess my thing is, why do we do that? Like, and I guess my thing is like, we, so I, I guess my thing is this. In one breath, we said we want to be respected and we want to be accepted, but we're not even doing that with our own people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to expect somebody else to do that if we're not doing it ourselves. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, you know, it's all like family. We know our family. You know what I mean? So that's mm-hmm. all like, nah, right. I ain't you know, we know how they do. <laughs> but, you know what I'm saying? But it's hard. You know what I'm saying? We almost put 
we almost put other, you know, people who are not black in a position because we treat each other a certain way. Like you can't get mad at if a white person calls you the N-word and you call yourself the N-word. You gotta what, what we doing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like you gotta there has to be and I know people like saying I already know I'm gonna hear a lot of this crap. I know people are like, nah, it's different when I say it. No, it's not. It's not. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't want you calling me a B-I-T-C-H, whether we cool or we not. That's not I what I am, what I answer to, that ain't what we doing. You know what I'm saying? That's right. Absolutely. So, but we don't have the same standards, you know, when it comes to the N-word or whatever. And so we racial profile ourselves. So mm-hmm. why? Why do you think we do that? Mm-hmm. And how do we how do we get to a point where we can get to the point where we even more accepting with ourselves? You know what I'm saying? With each other. Mm. That one is wow. That's a good, I know. That's a good one. <laughs> Especially since how you are so right. We are probably harder on ourselves than anybody else is on us. And I think probably because let's just keep it real. We know both kinds of black people. Say we it. know both mm. kinds of black people. <laughs> and it's like um and think about it from where see think about it from where we grew up from and then you think about it from where we are today so when we grew up we knew the kind of black people that stole this is not a game we knew the kind of black people who didn't take care of their stuff their neighborhood who had no problem cussing you out cussing your mama out and just totally being disrespectful and that is a memory that we cannot get rid of so when you see Mm -hmm. a person you do have a bias and you do judge them on their appearance. This is not a game. Let's just keep it real. If a person is is wearing baggy jeans and a big old um, sweatshirt or if it's summertime and he walking around and just a white beater, not even a real shirt on, that is not, that is something that is going to make you stop and think twice about the type of person that he is. Now, he could be one of the sweetest people you will ever meet. But when you stop and you look at him, you are going to think a certain type of way about him. Now, I will say that as we get older, as we get older, you are able to see things a little bit clearer sometimes, and you are able to look past that kind of thing. You are able to say that um, this is where he grew up at, and that's how he dresses, where he, he at. That's, that's, he's just uh, representing the neighborhood and the area that he's from. But that doesn't reflect necessarily totally who he is. It's harder though. It's 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 a lot harder because we still have that. It goes back to that fight or flight. You still have that that sense of protecting you and protecting yourself. So you kind of like, hmm. You don't know. <laughs> you, know? you don't want to judge a book by its cover, and you don't want to automatically assume that somebody is something or or not because of the way they look, but you have to go on your past experiences too. So you can't, Mm. that's just, it just makes it 10 times harder. But I will say this, in growing older and becoming more wiser, hopefully, you do at least stop and take the time to talk to people. You'll never know what you are gonna get until you actually have a conversation with somebody. It has been a plenty of people who I would look at and would not think that uh, uh, this is not about to happen. I'm not finna sit here in this car with him, or I'm not finna um, look stand behind him in this line. He already in here acting crazy. 
But when you talk to them, it is a total different, something totally different. It's not something that you would have, you would have even thought about. I will say that, um, I will say this, like here, I'm going to talk about a person that I'm not going to say their name, but you will recognize um, this. Um, one of the guys that I've dealt with on and off for a little while um, looks to be one of the people who, um, who hit, would have, you would say has thug mentality or have thug tendencies if you were to just look at that person. But when you talk to this person, he is totally different. He was raised with two parents his entire life. Almost every single person in his family has gone to college. They all played instruments when they were growing up. They were in the church. It's just like, to look at a person, you would think something because of the way they look, but that is not always necessarily a true representation of the type of person that they are. Sometimes you just have to step out and talk to people and get to know them before you pass the judgment. And I, and, I, and, I, and I think that is so true. And I'm going to go back to something you said um, when you were just initially talking. Even, even the words we see out of our mouth sort of lean toward where it's different biases. Because the words you said out of your mouth was wifey. Right? So we all know wife, you know, that's like, you know, the slang term for a line shirt. You know, mm-hmm. the wife, the white a line mm-hmm. t shirt. But the whole purpose of the wifey thing was because back in the day, that was something they, you know, people would say, according to the Urban Dictionary. It said that uh, it's a reputation comes from those wearing shirts while engaged in domestic violence. You know what I'm saying? So the moment mm-hmm. you say that shirt, back in the day, it can automatically pull your mind to a certain to a certain person. You've already stereotyped that person. You know what I'm saying? And yep. it's like it's like mm-hmm. the smallest things. And I don't think I think until we get to a point where we um, and it's hard, right? Because again, these are things we've been programmed in. It's like you know, so you gotta almost gotta work at it. Like you gotta, you gotta work at. it. Trying to be mindful of, huh, huh, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, let me just, you know, because it is so easy, it is so easy, and we do it all the time. Mm-hmm. But however, as African Americans, we super sensitive when them jokers do it to us. We like, wait a mm-hmm. dog, let's call everybody. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and we do it, and we do it to each other. We do it to. Um, you know, other people, you know what I'm saying? Because he was doing it in his book. You know, he was, mm-hmm. he, he was doing it in his book. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and I think that, I, I, you know, I, you know, when he was telling that story, you know that story he has in the book where he's talking about how the, uh, when he was talking about the, the neighbor, when his boy waxed and him pulled up, oh, and yeah. then changing his thing, and a dude go like, what they have? What? I knew it, I knew it. Yeah. You know, that's what you're doing. That's what, well, you just go follow the law, my people, because we out of the Listen, listen, we ain't stupid. If he throw the car, he ain't gonna be changing that shirt up in day. It's broad daylight. Broad daylight. We gotta be stupid too. You know what I'm saying? We gotta be thieves and stupid. That's what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? We ain't we ain't fools now. So I just think you know it's like, but you know that was like one of those racism things that was so overt. You know you couldn't even you couldn't really get around it. So Tima, this next one is for you. So. He starts talking about, and we all have stories for this. Mm. Wow. I don't even know if I want to bring it up, ladies. Um, <laughs> let's talk politics for a minute. <laughs> so, yeah, let's talk about that. So, you know how 
when, you know, everything happening, you know, Obama going out, we trying to figure out who going in, and all those signs start popping up in people's yards. Yeah. What did yeah. that do? How did that make you feel? Tima, what you got? I mean, to be completely honest, <laughs> it didn't make me feel surprised because like, I'm not surprised that this person, this character, is um, our president. Like, I, I wasn't surprised when it no. happened. I was very much like, okay, this this reflects the nature of our country. Like, why are we surprised by this? That's kind of how I felt. So, like, seeing signs and seeing people, you know, supporting, it didn't really affect me much because I, I felt like I already knew, you know, especially the story I shared earlier about the neighborhood that I live in. Like, I wasn't surprised at all. I was like, okay, this validates everything that I felt. I think it was more so just like a validation of like, yep, you were right. (laughs) Now let's continue, you know, carrying yourself accordingly because your assumptions about what you felt were not just sensitivities. They were realities, you know, it just kind of confirmed a lot for me. I think what was tough though was um, going into work, I think, was tough because those are people that I actually have to Mm -hmm. interact with you know it's different with Mm -hmm. like neighbors because it's like Mm -hmm. I don't have to talk to you Mm -hmm. I don't have to work with you but in an office setting it's a little different when you know some people are not as sad as the other people in the office or (laughs) you know some people are just having a great day and everyone else kind of like what is going on right now so I think that was a little hard (laughs) kind of just like being mindful that you know it's politics and everyone has their different perspectives and my my method to that in particular is just I don't engage that's just a topic that I don't engage with like if we agree I mean if we disagree we just agree to disagree because to me it's it's a pointless conversation (laughs) to have Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. agreed what you got I kind of feel like she did too. Let me just say, I will say that this election has probably, well, you know, after Obama, this election has definitely made me more aware of people. I am going to tone myself down because I already feel myself getting heated. Trigger. <laughs> <laughs> like, when you sit and you watch you go back and you look at all those, all the conversations that they have had with this man from the day that he started to run for the presidency and the, as, and even today with the information that he tweets, like I cannot in my mind fathom how people think it is appropriate for him to be in his position. I, I don't understand that. And what is driving me craziest is the fact that he is doing all this stuff in our faces. In our faces. He's not doing anything behind our backs. This man does not feel like he needs to hide anything from anybody. He is point blank saying to us that I am in this position of authority and I'm going to do exactly what it is I want to do. And that is a scary thing to me. When you are under investigation and you can fire the person who is investigating you, when you can stop the government and shut it down because of a wall, 
that says something and that needs to say something to the people of this country. This is the people, this is the person that we have that is in charge of making the rules for us and our children. That, I do not understand. <laughs> like, <laughs> seriously, I do not understand how people are okay with this. But I am saying this, I will say this, the people who are government employees, that's a lot of white people. I hope they're paying attention. I hope they are paying attention. Those Republicans that are making hundreds of thousands of dollars working for the government, I hope they're paying attention. These the same people, I hope they are paying attention now. Not only that, you know, Trump's sitting here and talking about this wall, talking about this wall, talking about this wall. You know, they gave him money for this wall. They gave him billions of dollars for this wall. But it wasn't the amount that he wanted for the wall. So what he decided to do was stop the things that are important to everybody else to prove a point. This... <sighs> but, but however, let me just say this. Let me just honestly say, it goes back down to the fact, what, what, I, what I do like is that he is very clear and his biases are strong against everybody. His, his, you know what I'm saying? So... It's no respect person. He remind me of, a, no of another person. Hitler. Like, I, you know I promise it's, it's, it's no respect to person. I mean, I think, but you know, this is what I believe. And, this, and I try my best to believe in my heart that everybody's coming from a place of noble intent. That's what I want to always believe. I always mm. want to say, you got to be coming from a place of noble intent. Because, <laughs> let's face it, yeah, I mean, let's face it, because you know, like, even though a lot of people are impacted, and a lot of people are impacted by the government shutdown, I want to, and, and the only reason I say that is because I want to believe that, that everybody comes from a place with noble intent. Now, whether or not he comes from one place, I'm going to honestly believe in my heart of heart. I'm going to try to believe, I'm going to try to give him the benefit of the doubt that he's coming from a place of noble intent. Do I agree with his policies? No. However, I know plenty of people out here who do, and who, even though they are sitting at home right now because they are not working, they're okay with that. They because they believe in what they believe in, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And well, like I said, what I can't say about him is is that he's equal opportunity. He it ain't just black, it ain't just Mexican. It ain't listen, listen, because they all you know, he he's just equal opportunity, he's equal opportunity with how he feels. But my initial question was, and even just listening to you talk, was the fact that just hearing his name and just feeling that just makes you feel some kind of way. It's yeah. all that, you know what I'm saying? It, it just it just brings you to another level. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, I'm going to move on. I'm going to move on. Because, girl, we'll be here all day on that one, one statement. Um, so, I want to talk briefly, because we're almost up on our time. But I want to talk briefly about the last subject that he brought up in the book, which was colorism. Mm -hmm. So, I think almost all three of us are almost the same complexion, right? Mm -hmm. Um. But I thought that was very interesting to talk about that. Because, you know, you got to think about the old movies, like the old Spike Lee movies, what was it, School Days, and, you know, all, you know what I'm saying? Well, you know, for, for us, you know, it's always been, you know, because I was thinking, and, and Tima, I'm thinking about you when I was thinking, when you were saying how, you know, look at, you know, did, do I feel this way when I walk through my neighborhood? If that was a white, if, if they were black people, would I feel that way? You know what I'm saying? And mm -hmm. I, as you was talking, I was thinking about, mm, well, you know, it, you know, if they look at you because you're too dark, or you know what I'm saying, and even though you're not dark, but you know what I mean, 
Because, you know, you, I think I think that sort of things do happen, right? I mean, because, you know, at first he was saying how he was like, well, are you just being too sensitive? You know, I don't know if I experienced that as much now. And I, or I don't think, I don't necessarily remember if I've experienced it enough for me to really know that that was a thing. And it's probably because of my skin color. I'm sort of right there in the middle, you know. Um, but have you ladies ever experienced it enough to really know? Because, you know, you got to think we have so many biases and we treat each other to the left. You know what I'm saying? For whatever reason. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Have you experienced it like colorism? Um, I definitely have. I think really? more so when I was yeah, more so when I was younger. Um like in middle school, I feel like in particular is when I did, but like I was you know, I was teased because I was dark skinned with a big nose and nappy hair. Like that was like the classic jokes that people had on me all the time when I was in school. Um, and I never even like, I never thought that there was anything wrong with my skin, but it would, it would be kind of blatant in school. Like some of the conversations that, you know, some of the remarks that students would say, because we all know that kids can be very mean. So like that was kind of like the moment where I realized that, Oh, like I'm being treated differently by other people who look like me because my skin is slightly darker than theirs and even like I had a best friend who was had a much much deeper skin tone and she was constantly made fun of so it was like I would also like kind of witness it as well like if I wasn't the person that was being made fun of it was like I was witnessing my best friend at the time always being picked on about it too and I think something like very subtle that I noticed the older I got like probably like high school or a little bit before high school um was like I started to notice the preference that men had around lighter skinned women like that was something that really stood out to me was like it was like if there ever came a time where where picking or like saying like you know how again students just deciding that it's necessary for everyone to share who they like and who they would do this to and who they want to do that with. And it was always like the darker skin girls, including myself, were always kind of like rejected or like secondary mm-hmm. or like not as good as girls who were of a fair complexion. And also, like I mentioned too, like my hair, my hair was natural. I didn't have a relaxer like everybody else in my class. So that was another thing where I was constantly made fun of by other Black students about my hair texture being different and the fact that it wasn't straight it was like that was that was always the thing that made me not as good as the other people in like in my in my peer group was my skin and my hair so I definitely experienced that and I think um now I'm so grateful that I'm like to the point where that does not affect me at all because I've like worked worked through that but I think it's so it's so real and still very prevalent like to this day where it's just a lot of people in our community have these biases and these different views that stem from systematic racism it's like these aren't even your thoughts this isn't even your preference like do you even know what your preference is or is it Mm -hmm. just because you've been conditioned to believe that this is your preference um and it's, it's unfortunate but i definitely experienced it uh, a lot as a kid. <laughs> oh wow, that is crazy. Chica, what about you? Did you experience it? 
No, man. No, I really didn't. I'm sorry. I didn't experience it. I didn't experience it. But I think, you know what I think it is, though? I think it's, however, you know what's so funny? Chico, while we didn't experience it, you and I, Mm -hmm. but I had, we know people who experienced it. We've had friends where, you know, you would say, you know, dark skin so-and-so, or but we use the word dark skin. You know what I'm saying? Well, that's true. I mean, you know, so while we didn't experience it, because we was in the middle of the road, per se, and Tima, these people are a lot darker. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm Yeah. Hello? Kia. Uh oh, I think we might have lost her. Oh Lord, we can't lose her. <laughs> <laughs> My thought oh, is maybe me. um. There she goes. Oh yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My phone was started ringing. I apologize. Um, oh okay. okay. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you know, I think that it's it's so crazy because you know, like I said, while we didn't experience it per se, I think that I know when other people, I know other people who did experience it and I and I can honestly clearly remember me calling people you know oh you know because you I think we had one dude his nickname was black man yep you know what I mean like that was his nickname yeah I mean he introduced himself like hey how you doing my name black man like (laughs) (laughs) you know what's interesting though what was his real name like I don't know you know what's really interesting about that though it's like mm-hmm. i think as like as black people as a whole like we we do things like that as like a form of protection like yeah him kind of like playing into the fact and like doing that self-deprecating yeah. thing where he's like you know he's saying the joke before you get a chance to say it it's yeah, like exactly. it's like this protection thing and it, it's so crazy to me that like we even have to do that like it's but crazy you know that what? that how, just, hold on. so you know i was just thinking about not only just that but think about how we you know how we boss it's perfect fat amy you know what i'm saying yeah. like that's what i thought yeah. about fat amy she, she called it out so you better like yeah they call me fat amy like what, who does that like but you're yes. right it is a protection thing <laughs> yeah it is totally 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 a protection thing and yeah. it's so mm-hmm. sad that he felt like that he had to protect himself from that and we all looked at him and said well that's a true statement like i can tell you right now i cannot remember that man's name mm-hmm. which is craziness which is honestly craziness and i mean you know and, and I definitely agree. As we've gotten older, you know, you're so much. I'm so much more conscious of that now, to try to be, mm-hmm. you know, to realize that everybody has feelings, and we are all, we all have something. You know what I'm saying? We all have something yeah. that we're not quite as secure in. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm so mindful of that to try to be, you know, um, you know, you know, careful of that. And but you know, even even in my, you know, I might. Mm, let me just say, I'm mindful enough not to say it out of my mouth, but God knows my heart. So God constantly dealing with my heart. Oh, really? That's what you're thinking? So that's what you got? You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> so right. you know, um, just, but I realized, you know, that this is like, it's heart work. You know what I'm saying? Like, to get over these biases, it's heart work. And I think if we started, mm-hmm. then someone else was, you know what I'm saying? To try to get to the point where we're starting to train people. One, we teach people how to, you know, we teach people how to treat us, one. Mm-hmm. And then, 
you know, as we start to, you know, have children or raise children or, or to just, you know, influence our, our communities, we could sort of try to turn that thing around because I think there's no way in the world that we're going to get to the point where other people feel like we deserve respect and we can't respect each other first. Like we can't, yeah, like we just can't, like, I don't understand. I would love to say that they, we should get a pass on treating each other like crap because we family. But that ain't a thing. That's why we in therapy now, dealing with crap of family. You know what I'm saying? Yep, You know, so, I mean, I think it's one of those things where, you know, just holistically, I thought this chapter was so great to be called, you know, um, Black Annoyed. But I, I, I think that, you know, it's so, it was just so deep and just not how other people treat us and how we allow other people to treat us, but how we treat us. Like, we got to treat each mm-hmm. other better. Yeah, we just have to treat each other better. Like that is really what this right. When I was listening to this chapter and like I was taking all these notes, that's all I kept thinking to myself is wow, like you know, we don't treat each other like we're supposed to. Like that's why I don't use the N-word like that. Cause I feel like, okay, well, if a white person say it, then what am I supposed to say? None. What can I say? You know what I'm saying? And we quick or you know, or calling each other out of our names. Cause that was another note I, I wrote down here, like, you know, calling each other out of our names. Like it's just not appropriate it's just not it's a respect thing if what we truly want is respect i think initially we should demand it from ourselves and demand it from each other demand it from people who look like each other look like us absolutely yeah you know what i'm saying because if we unify in that front well we're not going to allow each other to talk to each other like that and and therefore it's easier now for us all to stand up and say well and you can't talk to me like that either you know what i'm saying that's exactly right Mm -hmm. And so I think um, as we close, I think one of the, that's what I really want to bring to this podcast. Like when I was, when I was thinking about this podcast today and yesterday, I was really trying to figure out what I really wanted to leave the people with, because I think it's so important. We can all sit here and talk about how bad, you know, white people are to us. We can all sit here and talk about how bad, you know, black people are to one another. We can talk about all that. We could definitely talk about all of that. But I think it's so important to really think about where do you play in that whole situation? Like we, cause we all play a role somewhere. Yeah. We all play in a role. Like we all have these biases. We all have these things we think right away. It bothers me that first thing we don't want to do is live with, around our own people. We don't really want to buy from our own people because the first thing we think is, you know, or it's not the fact mm. that you won't buy from your people. You would try to give them a chance. You know what I'm saying? And that's what yes. we all say. All right. I'm trying to support my people. <laughs> yeah. But you but already expecting them jokers to short you out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> not to do right, you know, like because that's yeah. the thing about it, right? So that's exactly what happened, right? You like, okay, I'm gonna try to support my people, but the yeah. moment I'm jumping, mm-hmm. like, the first thing you say, see, that's why I don't do that with black people. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> 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 Absolutely, that is the first thing you say. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But then yes to it all, and even though that joke got great reviews on Google, like they got, you know, they got great reviews on Google. They ain't never been late. You know what I mean? They late with you the first time. The first thing you said, see, that's why I don't deal with black people because I'm joking always late. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, and so it's like, you know, we are, it's like we don't, we don't expect nothing of one another. You know what I'm saying? So how the world do we expect for anybody else to expect anything from us? Mm-hmm. I think holistically, yeah, we just sure. need to do a better job. Okay. Just holistically. You know what I'm saying? I am mm-hmm. always so, um, I love this chapter. I love this book. I love his honesty and his, um, he's funny. He's so, so funny to me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he's funny. He's smart. He's, he really, you know, he really makes you think like he really makes you think like, you know, 
he, you know, and his, and his words that he's saying here are really true and everything. And I can definitely understand how we all suffer from PTSD. And I think some of that, though, is obviously stuff that we've lived through and some of the stuff that we ain't letting go of. You know what I'm saying? Like, some of the stuff yep. we, keep, we, we keep redoing the trauma. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, we got to take some responsibility in this situation ourselves, right? Because, you know, it, we keep wanting things to change, but we don't want to be part of it. That is a thing. <laughs> you know, if you want things to change, it start with you. That's exactly right. Be the example. Be the example and hopefully other people are the example. Mm-hmm. So, ladies, do you have anything else you want to add before we close all the way up? Uh, no, I think that was perfect. I'm sorry? Go ahead, Fatima. Oh, no, I was saying, I was saying that I, I don't have anything else to add. Okay. okay. I wanted to say, I am just... He is just surprising me. I'm going to just be real honest with you. He is surprising me. I actually had a conversation with um, one of the um, one of the guys that I, I've known for a long time. and He's a black male, and he's a little bit older than I am. And We were talking about um, just Charlemagne as a, a person and a radio personality. And he was saying to me, and I was saying to him initially that he was, I was not a fan. You know, and I just was not a fan because I didn't see him as respectful because, and this is what I was saying to him, um, there is a way to say everything. You can be yourself and you can um, say things to a person without being disrespectful. And to me, I just don't feel like, or I did not feel like, (laughs) that he cared Mm -hmm. about respect. Like, I didn't think respect was a thing for him. But in listening to the book, especially listening to him read it, which I love, you, I, get a, I get a different sense of him. And I have a clearer and better understanding of why he is the way that he is. When he says, I am unapologetically Black, that kind of thing, I absolutely love that. And him, I have never seen anybody so more him and that was what my friend was saying he was like i like him the most because he doesn't turn himself down for anything he is always him no matter what the situation is and no matter who he's talking to or what they're talking about he is always unapologetically him and that Mm -hmm. i think is why i'm enjoying this book as as much as i am yeah i agree agree all right I think that was a great closing. So ladies, I thank you all so much for joining me tonight. I look so forward to us going to the next chapter, which is the fear of therapy. Team, I'm sure he's going to be all down our road. He's going to be all down my road. He's going to be all down my road. Um, But you know, I'm I'm so, I'm so looking forward to that. And I I can't wait to hear, you know, your lady, your lady's opinions on that. And I'm just going to tell y'all now, I am so enjoying doing these podcasts with you ladies, because I love the fact that y'all have a different opinion and y'all are, you know, are strong and articulate enough to really to, you know, voice your opinion without sounding crazy or acting crazy or, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, just, I just really, really appreciate you ladies' time. I, again, I'm always humbled. So, um, yes, thank y'all so much. And we will be doing this again next week, same, what, Bat Channel, same Bat time or whatever and um yeah and i look forward to you know going over that next chapter the fear of therapy ship one thanks ladies all right have a good one all right
Waikia, you still there? I am. I'm cutting off right now. Just stop recording. Just stop recording. Hold on. Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on.